0: Welcome to today's program. This is Rick Renner, and I am here again with Denise, Joel, and Paul. And I want to tell you, this has been a tough week for us. I've been thinking about Jesus' words in John 16, verse 33. He said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. Well, guys, we're having a little tribulation. In fact, just before we came in here, I looked to see what was the new exchange rate of the ruble. I'm just dumbfounded. I mean, the ruble is losing its value so fast, it is off the charts. It's almost like what happened in Boris Yeltsin's years. I mean, when we first moved to this part of the world, you could get 30 rubles for a dollar. By the time that Boris Yeltsin left, it was 55 hundred rubles to the dollar. It was insanity what took place. And now, in just a few days, We're watching the ruble collapse, sanctions against Russia, countries pulling out of Russia. It is just amazing. And of course, south of the border, major, major events that are just leaving us speechless. And we as a family and as a ministry have a neutral kingdom position. Now, somebody said, well, you ought to take sides. Listen, when you take sides, you lose somebody that you need to help. Yes, And I'm not going to lose anybody. We've given 30 years of our life, wrapping our arms around Russian speakers and Ukrainian speakers. We have a whole team in Kiev a very large team in Kiev, full-time staff. They're online. They're ministering to people. We're receiving thousands and thousands of prayer requests from people in Russia, from people in Ukraine. People in Russia have relatives all over Ukraine. They're very concerned about them. People in Ukraine have been displaced from their homes. And as they're running, they're sending us text messages asking for prayer because they know we've never chosen sides and they know that we're a safe place for them. That is amazing. What, what a responsibility God has given to us, to us.
1: Yeah, we are for peace. We serve the Prince of Peace, Jesus. He said, Peace be with you, we are for peace. And we need to pray. The Bible says prayer for peace of Jerusalem. So much in the Bible talks about peace. And we are for peace. But I want to go back to
0: John 16, 33, because Jesus said in this world, well, we're in the world. He said, in the world you'll have. Tribulation, And the word tribulation describes really hard pressed times. And then he adds, be of good cheer. And you know what the Greek means? Cheer yourself up. Sometimes you just got to speak to yourself. If you're ever going through a hard time and there's nobody else to speak to, you have a mouth, you have ears, speak to your own ears. Cheer yourself up. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And Jesus said, cheer yourself up. And then he told us why. For I have overcome the world. Amen. Mm. I translate it like this. I have overcome the system. We have a faith that overrides everything. It keeps us above the fray. We just have to grab hold of it and decide to operate in faith. And that is what we as a family and as a ministry have decided to do. And I'm going to tell you, me and Denise Paul, Joel, we are anointed for what we're doing. Amen. We're not here by accident. We're on assignment. God chose us for this time and we are here to help people and we're in an emergency situation and we need your help. Please connect with us right now. I'm not asking you to help just because we're using the situation. People are really, really displaced. They've lost their homes. They don't know if they have a home to come back to. They don't know if they can ever come back. People have fled east across the border. People have fled west across the border. Every day the numbers are escalating. Over a million people have fled. And all over Ukraine people have been displaced from their homes. They're hiding in basements and subway uh, subways. And they're hiding in their dachas. Bombs are falling. They're packing up and moving again. They're just on the move. And we are here to be a blessing to those who have fled. We can help refugees who don't have food to eat, they don't have a blanket, they don't have personal hygiene items, personal care items, but we together, we can do something to change their situation. We wanna send them the word of God and we wanna send them food. We wanna send them food. So here in front of us, we have these boxes, which we're calling a relief package. We've been talking to you about it all week. And I want to say thank you for your phone calls. Thank you for saying, yes, you want to be a part of this. And you've had all week to think about it. If you've not done it yet, today is your day. And today is the last day right now that we're going to be talking about this. And I'm really appealing to you from my heart and from the heart of God, please help us. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17, that he who lends to the poor lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him. God is watching what we do, and God's going to respond to you if you respond to those who have a need. And in Proverbs 31, verse 9, it says to plead the cause of the poor and the needy. Denise, that's what we're doing. We're not talking about us. We're talking about people that are really suffering right now. And we need to do what we can to help them. So in these boxes, there are 22 meals along with personal hygiene items, which the majority of people are lacking because they fled with their clothes on their back and a few documents in their hand and just ran. And now we can come to them with the love of God in a package of food and in every package, not only there perishable foods and things to sustain them physically, There are things to sustain them spiritually. We're going to give them a Bible. The Word of God needs to come into their hopelessness. We're going to give them a book about how to get saved. It's written by me, and I'm believing for a flood of salvations. And we're going to give them a copy of the 91st Psalm that they can lay hold of and hide under the promises of. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's program. But you can do all of this. By going online or by giving us a call right now, every box is $60, 20 meals, or $3 a meal. Maybe you can give $3. Maybe you can give $6. Maybe you can give $9 or $12. Maybe you can give $60. Maybe you can give $600. I don't know what you can give. You know what you can give. You might even say, well, you know, this wasn't a part of my giving plan. Hey, this was not a part of our plan either. We're in an emergency situation. And when emergencies happen, you do what you have to do. And God is looking at us, asking what we're going to do to make a difference. In Jude, verse 22, it says, and if some have compassion, then it says making a difference. Real compassion doesn't just watch the news day and night. That doesn't change anything. Even talking about it doesn't change anything. You can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. It's time to do something about it. And we really can. You can pray and you can give something. And through our ministry, we will get these goods to
2: the people that are in need. Paul? Amen. We just spoke to our team that is actually now in the south of Russia near the border. And they're involved in preparing these relief packets for families, people that need help right now. We'll be showing you pictures of how that's going on. We'll be giving you as much information as possible about what's going on and what we're doing to help people. We prayed for them on Sunday. They drove down to the south of Russia to help people who are crossing over the border. And we want to be as involved as possible. Dad, I want to say thank you. You just helped me.
0: How did I help
2: you? John chapter 16, verse 33 says, but be of good cheer, right? Right. Okay, so people have been asking me, how are you? Well, it's been very emotional. There has been, and I, I may start crying, there have been some very emotional days and some very exhausting days because... We've been in constant conversations trying to figure out how do we continue ministry? How do we continue without a bump? What is the most important thing that we need to do right now? How will we continue receiving funds and helping other ministries that we're involved in? I mean, we've been talking and talking and talking about it. What is the best thing to do right now? How do we meet people's needs? What should we be preaching about? Praying with people, hearing people's testimonies. It's it's been emotional. But in the midst of all that, when someone says, how are you? People asking me, how am I? I'm good. I'm actually good. But when I say I'm good, I, I feel a little guilty because there are other people that are
0: not good. Yeah, right but now. Paul, I want to say something. Even people right now that are in really bad places, they're good. Amen. Because the word of God is in them. I've been on the phone with pastors in really precarious places right now. How are you? In faith, in peace, everything's good. I just got off the phone with somebody who said, we're in our apartment. We can hear all kinds of activity around us. But in our apartment, we're living in the peace of God. And the word of God is alive in us. We're going to be okay. These people have been eating on our ministry for years. We've been teaching people how to walk in faith. It's
2: in them. And they're living in it. In fact, they said, we're baking bread. Because we don't know if we'll be able to buy bread. They said, we don't know
0: how long the gas is going to work in our oven or how long bread's going to be available. So we're just busy baking bread and getting ready for what if.
2: In the midst of tribulation, Jesus says,
1: but be of good cheer. That's right. So it's okay. If you're good, that's good. Joel? I think this is a very interesting conversation because if you look at the 10th plague that happened in Egypt and how the angel of death went around, and so many people were dying, but those who listened to the Holy Spirit, those who listened to the Lord, and they put blood on their doorposts, door they were actually celebrating inside. They were. The Lord took care of His own, and we have to believe that He'll continue to take care of those who listen to Him. He's a covenant God, and He keeps covenant with His people. Yeah,
3: I was thinking about that verse, I cheer up, I've overcome the world. When I thought, okay, overcome the world, well, there's not any president or any prime minister who can say, I've overcome the world. But Jesus, our example, who's telling us to cheer up, he says, the world, I've overcome the world.
1: Joel, would you please tell us what's in these boxes? Yes, in these boxes, there are 20 meals. And one box is $60, there's 20 meals, so each meal is $3, and we are sending people really food that they can use at any time. There's beans, there's rice, there's macaroni, there's uh, corn, there's canned food, there's canned meat, and we're trying to get people things that they could use wherever they are, because they're displaced. Just think about if you were displaced, all you had was a backpack with documents, maybe some clothes, but you didn't have a meal. And we want to go to those people, and we're going there, helping them not only with food but with the Word of God. We're giving them a Bible, we're giving them Psalm 91, we're giving them a book about salvation. They need all of it but really they need their needs met first. Our team is on the ground right now and we're working with the church and guess
0: what the people who are in charge of this project are evangelists. They're interested more than just giving food, they're interested in winning souls. And we're really believing that through these events, there's going to be a revival. Absolutely, People's hearts are open. People are tuning into our broadcast this week in record numbers. And where are they watching? On gadgets, in basements, in ditches, walking on the street, looking for help. And here we are. That's our goal. We're sending the Word of God to people who need it. And now we want to send a package of love,
1: a relief package with the Word of God, to bring the answers into their situation. Joel? You know, there's so many people at home right now or displaced. They can't go to work. They don't have their regular activity. They're not taking kids to school. They're sitting there just waiting for help. And while they're sitting there, I'm sure they're looking for answers. And we want to provide the answers for them from the word of God. The gospel is good news. And that's what we're bringing people. Denise?
3: I was thinking, we we said it uh, on this program this week before, but about Paul's wife, Paulina. And I was thinking about the person who put that track out there. They they couldn't imagine that... What,
0: what track are you talking about? That
3: it was Jesus. It was a track.
0: Paulina found a track.
3: In, in a trash can.
0: Actually, Paulina, Paul's wife, was living in a bad situation. She was looking for food in the garbage. And she found a gospel tract. Now, if you can imagine, it was printed by our former friend who's now in heaven, Terry Law. Yes. Terry sewed tracts into Russia that Paul's wife got saved through. Who would have ever imagined that Terry would have sown something that would have affected our family? And what you're going to do right now is going to affect people in ways that you cannot begin to imagine.
3: So that's what I was going to say. The person who paid for that track, the person who put that track there could not imagine that it was going to change a little girl's life and that she was going to be a minister of the gospel. But that's the possibility. That's the potential that's in the word of God when it gets in a person's heart. And that's your opportunity to put that word in them.
0: Please call or go online right now. And when you call, we want to pray with you. We want to ask God to move in your life. And hey, when our team prays, God moves. If you have a need, let us know or send us your email. Give us a call. And we're going to pray for Jesus to just step right into where you are and do what needs to be done. And remember that today, it's the last day of this week, we're offering my book, Signs You'll See, Just Before Jesus Comes. It's based on Matthew chapter 24. It's based on Luke chapter 21, Mark chapter 13, where Jesus describes all the signs we'll see right when we come to the end of the age. And I just want to read one little piece of this you. In Mark 13:8, Jesus gave an additional prediction about end-time famines that will occur with more regularity at the end of the age. And in Mark 13:8, he said, there shall be famines and troubles. Well, trouble comes with famine. And the word trouble is from a Greek word that means to be troubled, stirred up, agitated, anxious, or upset. It can be translated as the word Distress. There shall be famines and distresses. Picturing people who are distressed because of something that is deeply disturbing or troubling. But there's more. Listen to this. At the close of the age, Jesus prophesied. People will experience what no other population in history has seen or experienced. And because of this, it is essential that we keep our eyes locked on the promises of God's word for every sphere of our life. What Jesus said is completely reliable. And we want you to have the book. So when you reach out to us, either by going online or giving us a call, request this book, and we're going to get it right in the mail to you. But. I want us to go to the 91st Psalm. Let's go there. And in Psalm 91, we find a Psalm of protection. And in all these relief packages, we're sending the 91st Psalm because we want people to live in this promise. But in Psalm 91, verse 1, listen to what the Bible amazingly says. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Who does that verse belong to? It belongs to whoever's dwelling in the shadow of the Almighty. All right. If I'm walking and Denise wants to walk in my shadow, she has to walk right next to me because when I move, my shadow moves. And if I move and Denise doesn't move, then she's not in my shadow. So this verse is talking about people that walk with God. You've got to walk close to the Lord to be in his shadow. And if you're walking closely to the Lord, so closely that you never move out of his shadow, then all the promises in this chapter belong to you. And listen to these amazing promises. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Personalize it. Say it like this. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Verse 3 Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, but change it. Surely He will deliver me. He'll deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4 He shall cover thee with His feathers. Personalize it. He will cover me with His feathers and under His wings shall I trust. His truth will be my shield and my buckler. Verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Personalize it. I will not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Personalize it. A thousand may fall at my side. And 10,000 may fall at my right hand, but it's not going to come near me. This is God's promise to anybody who dwells closely to him in his shadow. Isn't it amazing? It's wonderful. What an amazing text. Then it says in verse 8, only with thine eyes, personalize it, only with my eyes will I behold and see the reward of the wicked because thou hast made the Lord which is the, my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, personalize it, because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, my habitation, verse 10, there shall no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over me to bear me up in their hands, lest I dash my foot against a stone. Verse 13, I will tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall I trample under feet. Then verse 14 says, Because he has set his love upon me, says God, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he is known My name, personalize it, because I've set my love upon him. He will deliver me. He will set me on high because I've known his name. By the way, do you know what that means? He'll set me on high. Many times in the Psalms, David says, the Lord has set me upon a rock. Why did David want to be set upon a rock? Mm -hmm. Because you're safe. Because you're out of the reach of the enemy. The enemy can be all around the the rock, jumping, stretching trying to get you, but can't get to you because you're high up on a rock. It's a place of safety. And then it says, mm, verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Personalize it like this. I will call upon him and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble, which means we might be in trouble, but he'll be with us. He will deliver me. He will honor me. Verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation, personalize it. With long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation. And salvation in the Jewish mind was a big, big word. It's, it's your total general welfare, including your safety, your preservation, your general well-being, your prosperity. This chapter belongs to anyone who will dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Claim it. And that's why we want people to get Psalm 91 in these relief packages. We want them to be reminded that if they will draw near to the Lord, all of these promises belong to them. And you can help us right now. We're in an emergency situation and we really do need your help. And by giving a gift of $60, you can buy one entire relief package or $3 will pay for one meal or you can give six or nine or 12, give whatever you want to give, give 6,000, give whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. And we will guarantee you that we will get this relief to those people that really are saying, God, has anybody remembered where I am? And when these packages show up, they're going to understand God has not forgotten about them and neither has God's church. And we're going to see a harvest of souls as a result. But at the same time we're doing this, we need to finish our studio. Mm -hmm. I almost hate to bring it up because this is really so urgent. But the studio is also urgent because of the collapse of the economy. Before all of this started, we were already building our studio. And guess what? None of this took God by surprise. That's right. Jesus didn't say, oops, didn't plan for that. He was Lord yesterday. He's Lord today. He's going to be Lord tomorrow. He knew all of it. And now we need to quickly finish what He has told us to do. He's told us to continue that studio. It's not about a building. Never, never, never. It's about the souls that are going to be reached through that studio. That studio is an anchor of hope. The word of God is going to go forth from that studio. We're in a studio right now. It is tiny. It's amazing what all we do in this tiny, tiny space. But my friends, we are just piping the Word of God into gadgets and devices and televisions and the internet. And we have to have a bigger space to accommodate what we're doing because people are needing it. Proverbs 10 verse 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. That is our job. We can do it because of partners who help us. And right now, when the economy is collapsing and prices are literally doubling in front of our eyes. Ah, just what happened to the ruble today? I mean, it is unthinkable what's happening. And prices are escalating. The building is standing, the studio is standing, but the interior is not done. And before these prices get out of sight, we need to buy all the materials as fast as we can to finish the interior of that studio, because the word does not need to be interrupted. We've gotta keep doing what we're doing. So if God's put it on your heart to give one of these packages to help us provide relief for people, thank you. This right now is priority number one. If God has put it on your heart to help us finish the studio and buy these materials as fast as we can and call it done, call it a victory, we would be so very grateful because it will enable us to keep sending the Word of God into every nook and cranny, gadget, device, computer, through the internet, over television. We need to get it to people. They're sitting there right now looking for what we have to give them. Denise?
3: I'm just thinking about that word opportunity. This is the time of opportunity you've been looking for to make a difference in somebody else's life. Your $3, your $60, your $6,000, it's going to make a difference. Absolutely. It can be an eternal difference in somebody else's life.
0: And Denise, we're doing it. You and I are giving. Every one of us are giving. We're not asking you to
1: do anything that we're not doing. We're doing the same thing. Joel? I think it's so important that we meet people's needs. And people have a lot of needs right now. But you know, the church needs to step forward and get it done. Get into people's lives and help them meet their physical needs and their spiritual needs. People are sitting there at their devices just wondering what the answer is. And the Bible is the answer. The gospel is good news. And we need to get people food and spiritual food. We need to finish the studio. So please help us do that. Paul? This is a time of opportunity. This is a time for revival.
2: Something else is coming. Something else wonderful is coming. They're coming. There's going to be a time of ministry. And the people that receive this relief package, their hearts will be open to receive the gospel, we'll have a relationship with these people because I already know where this food came from, is there going to be more opportunity to minister to people, to build a relationship with them. And I, as a pastor in Moscow today, am expecting revival. Please actually, pray with me about that. Actually, Paul,
0: this is just step one, because once these people get these packages and they repent, we're going to begin to develop a discipleship relationship. Yes. This is just the beginning of a long-term relationship in a whole harvest of people that are coming to Christ. And together as a renter family and you with our partners, we can raise up a whole new harvest of people that are going to get saved through this catastrophic event. It's an opportunity. It's really an opportunity. But hey, remember that we're offering you my book, Signs you'll see just before Jesus comes, absolutely free. All you have to do is call us right now or go online. We will get it right in the mail to you. We would love to sow this seed into your life. And I want to remind you that the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 27, that when you do something for those that are poor and needy, God will see to it that you have no lack. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17, That he who lends to the poor lends to the Lord and the Lord will pay him back. God will get involved and he will bless you for doing what you can do right now. But thank you for being with us for a whole week of special broadcasts about this emergency situation. Thank you so much. Thank you for every call. Thank you for asking about us, wanting to know if we're all right and if we're safe. And here we are. We're doing good. And we're so thankful that we are anointed for this. We're anointed for this, and we ask you to join yourself to that anointing on our lives so we can bring help to people who are in need. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.